0: Today is a day off of school for my kids, which is decidedly anticlimactic given their current online reality, but I have to admit I didn't even remember why this day was set aside. And then I remembered that this day has some debate about what it should be called. Well, a little bit of research revealed to me that the roots of Columbus Day were in lifting up Italian Americans who at the time were considered dirty and less than and Indigenous Peoples' Day began to gain traction in the mid-70s as a way to lift up the struggle and dignity of Native American people and culture. Now, you may wish to debate the right title for this day, but the intention of both origins draws me to the words of the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah 25, it says, On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wines strained clear. And God will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. God will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. The power of God's word to make real what is spoken. It is amazing in our eyes. Now, I know this vision draws me to a kind of fullness of time, Christ return moment. But on this day, I remember two mountains on which God laid a feast for our church on youth servant trips in the past. The first was in Guatemala with the Mayan people who had been living and farming there for generations, oftentimes pushed up there by racial hatred and injustice, but surviving with incredible tenacity and great joy. Before we got into our partnership-building stoves there, the whole group was welcomed with gifts of hand-sewn cloth, the young women invited to try on the most colorful handmade clothes I have ever seen, and the young men playing some combination of soccer and field goal kicking with empty two-liter bottles and laughing boys. But from start to end, this 10,000-foot mountaintop experience was filled with rich whole foods, scratch cooking, sewing lessons, and the removal of all kinds of cultural shrouds. The trip was enriched greatly by having a youth of Mayan origin in our group who had the chance to be connected to the deep and beautiful roots of her past. Another mountain feast has happened for us now three times as we were welcomed by the Blackfeet tribe of Montana on multiple occasions, especially by the family of one of the elders in Hart Butte. The invitation of this place, the connection to the land The struggle for many to weave their native culture and Christian faith together all contributed to a table heaped with rich hospitality and intrigue. While the elevation here was a mere 6,000 feet, the experience seemed to take us far higher. I remember standing silently one morning with one of our youth, just staring into that big sky, the wind to our backs. I broke the silence. There's something about this place. I trailed off. Yeah, he whispered, gaze fixed, not moving a muscle as we kind of read each other's minds. I called our elder host from Heart Butte to check in this year, wondering if their Sundance Festival had happened. Yes, he said, we barely pulled it together. And then he added a holy word of that represented our connection and communion together. He said, and this year, we put a cross on the center pole to remember all the work these church youth groups have done with us. I can't explain the depth of all that means in this short devotion, but it is something that humbles me greatly, and those are words I will never forget. The volcanic hills and valleys of our peninsula offer rich possibilities for these mountain feasts as well, and I am mindful as I write this that I am on the ancestral lands of the Suquamish, Coast Salish, and Duwamish, as is our church building. Perhaps some of you listening have connections to these nations or others on this continent. Or maybe you have stories of connection to tell. Or maybe there is time this week for you yourself or with your family to discover the richness right around us, the gift of connection and discovery and story, and the blessing God gives when we are drawn together. In the seventh chapter of Revelation, another vision is given. After this, I looked and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands. They sang with everlasting joy. Salvation belongs to our God and to Christ the Lamb forever and ever.